Hello and welcome to Hagiography of the Ramjack Solstice Snowman. Hello and welcome to this festive episode of Ramjack. It's the high holiday times. I'm Alex, and joining us today for the show is our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Solstice episode. Merry Solstice to one and all. Indeed. Um, We're watching an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. We watched, I watched three episodes. Congrats. One of them brad accidentally sent because it's really hard to find the show online and yeah. things are mislabeled very easily yeah you can't buy these episodes they're listed on amazon prime but they're like can't no buy options I means that's, that's why i got this box set right here uh, let me tell you box set the quality of the video not much better than, <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it's just a rip from this box set but then labeled incorrectly uh but still so let me can i just off the bat talk about the one i watch really quick please there's please nothing do. to it please do there is imagine a world it's like 1980 maybe mm-hmm. a question i have and maybe i should ask a chatbot this is when did the concept of a milkman fall out of favor great when did people question. stop using milkmen that's a great question me, i feel like milkman like i feel like the latest milkman has to be like 1975 let me ask let's see if it can give us some accurate information i'm using the new version of bard on its gemini uh, large language model. You're not says, using Grok, are you? Because I, I don't know if you heard, oh, but Grok is woke now. So Grok is woke, so you can't use Grok. Who in their right mind would use Grok? <laughs> no one. If you're still using X, like, and not queezing every, like, ugh, every time you do it, it's... <sighs> so fuck Grok. I post, let's see... Its heyday was clearly in the mid-century. Deregulation of the milk industry allowed supermarkets and other stores to offer discounts and promotions on milk, further hurting the milkman's business. So it says here the 1990s. Home milk deliveries essentially disappeared in most areas with only a few niche markets. But the concept of a milkman... Yeah, but when I no, no one in the ninety in in the United States. So it's conflating the concept of milk home milk delivery with the milkman. Well, uh, yeah, that's which apparently that it, they still do it. Apparently there was a resurgence um, not too long ago, just for funsies, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I still like. I'm, it says I, that the the true milkman really started to fall out of favor around, after World War II, and then once supermarkets really got going. Yeah. And car ownership, so clearly before the 80s, so maybe the 70s. I say all this because the episode that I watched featured a milkman, but everything else seemed modern-ish, so I was, in my mind, my headcanon was, oh, this is the 80s, but for some reason milkmen are still around. Something happened, and... Well, because the fucking rich people, uh, um, the rich writers, like, they're old, and uh, they're like 20 years out of date. Yeah. But it's still the 80s. It's very strange. Um, The mom and dad both have interesting hair that's all over the place. Nice. But essentially the dad lost his job and is struggling to find a new one and they're just making ends meet. And the son, his watch gets broken. So the dad feels like a real bum because he can't afford to fix his son's watch. So the mom, which... Absolutely took me. The way milkmen are introduced, she says, hey, look, before you go to bed, can you write a note to the milkman and tell him we need more milk? To which I thought, what? He writes a note and then sarcastically the body's like, look, we need two more quarts of milk. Also, 
It'd be cool if you could fix my, if you could give me the money or fix my kid's watch. Which, why you try to emote to your milkman or like reach out? I don't know, but okay. <laughs> also, my son needs his watch fixed. Is that on your. Can you do that? This was before people could write lol after things to like say, like to indicate sarcasm or facetiousness. So I don't know what you did back then other than like, I'm just fooling. <laughs> um. But it gets fixed. The boy wakes up and his watch is fixed good as new. And the dad's like, well, wait a minute. And then it turns out the neighbor comes over and the neighbor's fucking rich, has six cars. And the neighbor, the the wives go to the kitchen to talk girl talk and wash the dishes. And the husbands talk about how awesome it is that the milkman fulfills their wishes. All they have to do is write something down. And the guy's like, well, how do you do it? He's like, what I do is I ask for cash, $1,000 every every time we get milk, just in a cash. And the guys and the the neighbor says that's a good idea. I should have done that instead of ask for the six cars I asked for. What am I doing? But I do have a job, so I mean, I don't have to necessarily. I'm just getting these for fun. You you are out of work, so of course you need cash. The wife catches on. She catches him writing something down, and the guy plays it off as I didn't know this was going on. The neighbor told me to do it. You know, the milkman could be neat. All that to say, things escalate. The na- neighbor says that he wants a mistress. And in order to have that happen, his wife has to die. So it's almost like a, ooh, be careful what you wish for from these weird genies. And at the very beginning, something else that was strange is they talked about how they lost a child earlier that year, like to miscarriage. So, of course, this dummy, before he learned that it was a a corrupt, um, like, genie situation, asks for a new daughter or child, and his wife is pregnant. Now, it happens naturally over there. It's not instantly. Okay, so, okay. Thankfully. They're doing some real body horror. Well, they also talk about something about, like, how they left him chocolates outside, which seems like just like a thank you. It's not even needed yeah. for a big wish or whatever. Because they're already giving you $1,000 in the 80s or right. 60s or whenever. Every, like, three times a week? You are fucking rich. <laughs> gotta watch this out. Yeah. Sounds crazy. So... He leaves the chocolate out there and the milkman, no one sees them. No one has ever seen the milkman. But I, okay, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the chocolate was to like lure them there and like have them because they ate the chocolate on the front porch. There was evidence that they just ate a box of chocolates on the front porch and left it. So that gave them time. So the milkman comes up, we see the shadow and the guys at the door says, hey, don't run. You can eat the chocolate. It's all right. I just wanted to talk to you. Um, look, can you just be cool with my wife's kid? Like, I know you fucked over the neighbor and his wife is dead for that hot little mistress he has now and cool, but can you just make sure that the kid is healthy? I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. I just want to make sure that my wife's child is healthy. Please don't fuck us over. And I think he's been drinking or something. He like falls over and then the milkman comes back because he's obviously unconscious because the milkman runs, comes back. And that's when we realize the milkman has, uh... A green crab claw hand mm-hmm, and may mm-hmm. not be human. And then it reaches for the box of chocolates and keeps on eating. Twist part, the next morning, um, his son comes downstairs, the one with the watch. He's like, hey, mo- dude, where's your mom? And he's like, did you not hear mom upstairs? She gave birth. And the guy's like, what? And then they 
you see the little hands of the child, and it's a milkman baby with green crab crab claws, and the <laughs> and the son's just like, mm. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's a little kooky. Love it, love it. Fun times though. I mean, not Christmassy. I kept yeah. waiting. I was like, so when's Christmas gonna I... come in? Like the crazy thing is, so huh. the, the the rip that I've downloaded of all of uh, Tales from the Dark Side, I like the first season and apparently the third season. Like they're just mislabeled. And then if you find them online, like there's a Daily Motion like upload of the episodes. It's this. It's the same labeling problem. So uh, guys, if you're looking for these, they can be found on places um but you may be like three episodes off so i luckily they do show the title of the episode right after the opening credits so you can you can work it out but i i i did post them correctly in the facebook group so sweet for anyone that's interested and i i do recommend because this is a oh, very yeah. fun show one of the episodes, this one episode, this one episode we talk, got to talk about is going to be a crazy one. Both episodes are interesting. Yes. But one of them is insane. <laughs> Seriously, like in the books of craziest things we've watched. But we'll get to that. There's time. Indeed. Kids, we have to leave in five minutes to make it to the Solstice Pageant rehearsal on time. Where are your costumes? I can't find my toothbrush. You can't find your toothbrush? Hurry up, guys. Come on, come downstairs. Okay, well, that's weird, but come on down. We'll, you can brush your teeth tonight. We'll find it tonight. Come on, we gotta go now. Mom, where's my costume? Where is my bag? Has anyone seen my coat? <laughs> I've seen it. A very Hyder holiday special on the Ramjack Nights Network. Brad, what's been going on in your life? How's how how are things down in sunny Florida? I mean, it's fine, fine. I guess yeah. You know, getting ready for solstice. Um, lots of stuff at work. Um, did I did I go to Universal? Did I try to see the Grinch show? Yes. Um, but I caught the other cast and I didn't see uh, Chris in it. So I gotta. I guess I I'm gonna try again and then I'll I guess I'll message him and be like, hey, when are you on? Because I I keep missing you and I keep trying. But yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the first time wasn't anyone's fault because they evacuated no, no, everybody. No. But yeah, but then I yeah, then I saw the B cast. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try Saturday morning, and then if I if I don't catch him Saturday morning, then I'm just gonna shoot him a message because it would be it would be fun to see you know Heck a friend yeah. of the show. How far they've come? Like what? When was the last time you saw him? We were gosh, probably not. Yeah, probably not since probably not since we did it. We're doing a um since he was being Mailman Timmons. Oh for yeah, us. back in the day. I'll never forget how he was like, this is how fast I was going, Brad. <laughs> was he dancing? Like, I don't even remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, like. He was talking about DDR. Oh, he, yeah. He was, like, he, he, was, he was explaining to us how fast he was doing Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> Guys, if you really need a real, real time reference. He was on like expert level, I guess, because he was... <laughs> I just That's remember so him funny. turning around. I don't know why his back was to you. It, it, and I might be misremembering it, but it was like, mm. hey, Brad, this is how fast I had to do it. And he just jogged in place, like incredible, like just like, <laughs> like going at it. Right. And at Which, the time. Seeing somebody just doing Dance Dance Revolution uh, in place for no reason was very amusing. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So I, I would love if you see the show and he does that, like just mm -hmm. running in place mm -hmm. in whatever character he is. Yeah. But you'll see. You'll have to tell us. We'll do. Hopefully we'll do. catch him. Hopefully we'll catch him. Indeed. I mean, I can't see him. I did see he's on it's in the YouTube in the one that's posted. So. Oh, sweet. I mean. You can at so, least tell the difference between the A and B cast. Right. Which one, why they got B and whatnot. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So fun times, fun times. Nice. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, took in some of the holiday uh, adventures. So it's good cool. times, good times. What's going on on your end? Um, just festive stuff. We're doing Elf on the Shelf, doing some nice. crazy things with that. The giant Grinch animatronic is getting in on the the action. We did an elaborate thing that was a three night arc where the elf had recruited other toys in the house and they drew on a whiteboard the plan of how to get the Grinch. And then, of course, the next night, the Grinch trapped all of them, like, in a upside-down clothes hamper with his hands on top of the clothes hamper, like, ha-ha, no one messes with the Grinch. And I wrote it. And I had the toys, like, cradling each other, like, in, like, terror. Nice. But then my daughter was like, I'm going to help him, Dad. So she lifted up the thing and, like, looked at the Grinch, like, gave him, like, a mean look and then set the, like, the, the clothes basket aside to free them. And then, of course, that nice. night I had them tie up the Grinch and they won. And then Joey came and, like, spanked the Grinch and it got real weird for everybody it got re- it still gets weird the first time i saw it was weird i i just <laughs> i was sitting down i looked over he went he, he started to walk past it and he stopped he looked up at the grinch and he looked at the grinch's sizable ass let's be honest mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. just like reared back and just slapped it and then he just came on you're a mean one mr grinch and i was like joey did nice. you just slap that grinch he's like yeah it was awkward for everybody Amazing. I love it. Um, I love it. So there's that. Love it. The um, We have advent calendars, which I think I may have mentioned. Mm-hmm. Vera's got the Pokemon up with the nativity set, so she keeps adding the Pokemon to the nativity. So if anyone was really religious, they would be very offended by our nativity set because it's just chocolate block full of Pokemon. Some of them up with the angel, which I think about putting that angel up on that roof every time I, I see a Pokemon up there with an angel. Mm-hmm. Just normal holiday stuff, getting ready for family coming up and around. Nice. Oh, so every year, or so far, this is be the second year we've done it. At work, we have a white elephant gift exchange, and it's all digital. And essentially oh. what we do is we're, we're given a price. And the company fronts it up. So it's basically, hey, you have 20 bucks to spend. Go on Amazon, send someone, me, the gifts, and then we will make a white elephant gift exchange. So I collect them all. I orchestrate it. I host it. I put the image and layer it in uh, a software. So like I, I generate package images. Either I find them online or this year I'm using AI to generate some. And whoa, let me tell you, when you tell AI to generate a wrapped present against a white background, it is pretty awesome. Some of the results, some of it's really, really good until you look close and you're thinking, why does this? Okay, there's a T-Rex with a Christmas tree, but is it? <laughs> are they the same thing? I don't like, are they a merged Christmas tree? But it's it's fun. So nice. watching, having all these white elephant gifts come in and doing that, we, I'm hosting it tomorrow. It should be a fun time. Um, so my office, like, I feel like did stuff weirdly early. Oh. Um, like they did, they also did a, a, a white elephant thing. Um, and so it in, like in our actual branch office, um, like there, we have like an IT chat that we're all on, uh, but there's also a chat for the branch in general. And until last week, I wasn't on that chat. Oh wow! Because the because the idea is more mainly so that like the rest of the branch, if they need to like, hey IT, we have an issue, you know, with the ATM or something, they can just shoot us a quick message, you know. But because I'm just dealing with programming stuff and not really with the other IT issues, they just left me out of that chat because none of the none of that stuff is really going to apply to me. But that also. Means 
means that I miss all of the like stuff happening in the office. <laughs> Which usually my boss just like tells me, he's like, hey, we're doing this thing, we're doing this thing. I've made it very clear that I that I don't eat lunch, so that I, I always nice. get out of that kind of stuff anyway. So really it's rare that any of this really applies to me ever, because it's usually, you know, dumb potluck or something that I'm will not yeah, be a part principle of. Principle alone. Don't do a potluck. Absolutely. Yikes. Can't do it. Oh sorry, I can't my with my medications, I can't do it. Cause you know, oh no. Whoops. So sad. I wish I could. Would love to would love but oh no. But my boss had mentioned, oh yeah, there's gonna be a white elephant thing. We're gonna do that. It's like, okay, yeah, let me just, yeah, send me the the info on the details on when we're and where and prices. All you know, the the info. Send me the info. Yeah. yeah. So he came by, and it, first of all, it was the first Friday of the month, which I think was the first. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. December first. That is really early. He was like, oh, the white elephant thing, and I was like, yeah, yeah. When is that? And he's like, it's today. And I'm like, well. I guess I'm not doing that. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like, that's fine. I mean, again, fine with me. Fine with me. Like, again, office fun, I got no use for. I just, no thank you. No thank you. I don't like forced fun. Don't like uh, that kind of, you know. If, like, I had known ahead of time, sure. I would have, no problem. But, oh, no, oh well. Oh well. So I, I got out of it. Also, because uh, we did it um, right after five, usually we close up. But um, usually there's like two people left in the branch because we stay open till six now. And I ended up having, because it was the first, I ended up having to stay late working on something. So they're having the white elephant thing out there. I can hear all this stuff going on and I'm just busy working. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> you should have opened the Hey, can you keep it down? Some of us are trying to work. Hey, some of us, some of us are trying to fix the statements. So, uh... Making money in here for us, guys. Hey, um, hey, yes. Some, some of us are having to manually reprogram something on a on a fucking statement. So maybe you keep it down a little bit with all of your fun that you didn't invite me to. <laughs> the disrespect. Hmm. The hmm. disrespect. Hmm. That's why I close the door to my office and have headphones. Uh, <laughs> I will say. It's fine. Night. First, who's having a party on the first? Yeah, that's wild. And then, like the actual official office thing was like at the, like the botanical gardens or something, and it was like the next day. And I'm like, why is all of this? It's too early. It's too early. Are people taking most of December off, and they're just afraid people will miss out if they don't do it immediately? We're a small. Com- we're a very small, like lo- local credit union. There's not we. We, there, there's not you can't take off that many times there's not stop why am i getting a, a message that says whenever you're ready i sent you a message over 30 minutes ago oh well i just got it wow <laughs> thanks skype i that might skype. that might have been the one i sent a week ago who knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> with it, skype it just came in like over your face it was just like all blue and then text ready when you are i'm like what ready for what we're talking <laughs> we're in the holidays um okay just so you know friend in between you with you talking i just wanted to let you know i'm ready for the holidays i couldn't wait <laughs> um but you know i don't know if i am ready for the holidays because i feel like i i don't know i feel like i'm a person that's pretty together with like gift buying and um you know the scheduling of all of that and hmm. i i think i i i enjoy i do really enjoy buying gifts I, I don't have a lot of people I have to buy gifts for, unfortunately, but I do really enjoy buying gifts. It's a thing I enjoy doing. And I'm not a last minute person, so I'm usually I'm usually pretty well together. But this year, everything's shipping delays. Oh, All wow. Kinds, like everything is, we live in a world where I'm pretty used to getting things like in a couple of days. Of course. And like stuff that I like, I bought like a while ago. Delay, delay, delay. Wow. Like, what the fuck is going on? 
Weirdly enough, my uh, mother sent a present for one of the children to our house for me to wrap and put under the tree for them. And she said one of the items was delayed until, like, well, after Christmas, probably January 1st. She's like, I'm so sorry. Please apologize. Put a note in there that this guy, I'm like, chill. It's fine. The kids have more than enough presents. You don't have to get them anything. But it came early by, like, today. (laughs) Nice. And I was like, wow, this came two weeks early? I've never had that happen. That's wild. But it's crazy that you're having that many shipping delays. Uh, Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. I did try to order stuff really early this year. Not early. I mean, guess on time. Um, And have been pleased so far. But I don't know, man. Now you got me antsy. Uh, Yeah, I know. It's It's a weird year. Weird year. Weird year. Maybe I'm just late to the holidays on all fronts. It's to Joy's postal service. Mm-hmm. Mucking everything up. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, why does he sell the job? That's weird. Yeah, that should have been like a day one thing, right? There should be a lot of day one things that uh, haven't happened and aren't going to happen. And Biden's not going to get reelected. Like, I, I don't see that happening, right? Um, I don't know. I mean... I guess it depends. A lot Um, can happen between now and then. I, but what? I think, I mean, you think that Trump would win over Biden? That's how it looks right now, yeah. I don't think so. That's not what I'm- I mean, Biden barely won last time. True. And, like, things are a lot less in his favor now. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. I, yeah. And if somehow Trump, like- doesn't like gets arrested or dies or something then he has zero chance like if any if any other republican somehow becomes the nominee he has zero chance yeah that's the unfortunate part and i but i don't think he has a chance against trump right now like it looks real bad it looks real bad and it's only getting worse yeah that's wild to me how can I mean, talk about day one. Trump recently said, yeah, I'm going to be a dictator day one. Now, granted, yeah. he's just running his mouth probably as a Trump. But, but well, I mean, yeah. if Trump gets elected, it's over as far as like, not to say that we aren't too far from, it will be the thing that kicks us over to just straight up dictatorship. Mm-hmm. There will be no cloaking of anything anymore. There is no yeah. like, yeah, fuck you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we haven't, because we, it's not like Biden rolled back any of Trump oh, shit. Of course not. Like, he's only making shit worse. He's already said, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking uh, make shit even worse at the border. Like, what's, like, I, hey, hey, Joe Biden, I, why are you trying to lose? Why are you trying to lose? The student loan thing really fucked him up. Student loan thing. I know thing, that they're still trying genocide, to find ways to do that. Uh, finding new ways to support Israel, saying yeah, that he personally stupid. saw um, beheaded babies, uh, saying that his dad was in. Israel on October 7th? I don't... Sadly, I don't think most people follow any of, like, the Ukrainian war, the stuff happening in Israel and Gaza right now at all, mm-hmm. which is sad, but I I hear more people when they talk politics don't even mention... Like, they mentioned the Gaza stuff for a minute, and they're like, well, yeah, clearly Israel is being a bully. I'm like, a bully? <laughs> It's genocide, you idiot. <laughs> oh, you mean they like are, Hitler was a real yeah. nasty mean oh, bully? Oh, just a mean bully. Uh, I wish they wouldn't do that. You know what? Uh, excuse you know, me? Um, <laughs> I think that Adolf Hitler should have to put his nose in the corner. I excuse my strong language. That bully boy needs to cut it out. I, yeah, we live in scary, horrible times. That being said, I did watch something since the last time that we talked or maybe I watched part of it. I don't remember. But I watched all the new Doctor Who. 
weird. I forgot how strange Doctor Who was, how Doctor Who it it is. Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, nah. Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I have I have not watched it, so obviously Again, I like the actor who's the new Doctor Who, but even that they find a way to make different. And Neil Patrick Harris is in it as a character that I did not. Oh. But that's so old. It's like one of the OG villains. That's apparently like a god. Oh, and you're okay. like, well, how do you fight a god? This doesn't add up. Hmm. It is. Does he want a starship? I I don't know what it wants. Does Spock's brother want to take him a spaceship? I I I wish it was like that. That would have been awesome. Does it Does it start with Doctor Who um going camping? Does he say marshmallows for some reason? <laughs> There's anti-grav boots, and oh. it gets very strange. I think I, I think I, I think that's everything I still remember of Star Trek Five. I don't I don't think I have anything left. Don't they sing a song around the campfire? Yeah. Is it yeah, row, they, row, they row, 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 row your boat? Yeah. Fucking weird. Very How's weird. How's your camping it's trip? A weird movie. That's a that's a William Shatner directed joint. <laughs> Yeah, that was a strange, mm-hmm. strange Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know if I would recommend the new Doctor Who. I don't know if I would. Okay, all right. Well, um, new Quantum Leap. Um, I just watched the mid-season finale. Apparently, um, they're already re- filming new stuff, so it'll be back uh, next year. I'm very excited. Oh, nice, nice. Still very good. Still very good. Awesome. They, I, the the episode before this, they did an ep- they did a Salem witch trial episode that was really weird. <laughs> Real filler episode that they was also a Salem witch trial episode. We're going far back as we've ever gone. We're going 1692, but it's just a filler episode and it's pretty mediocre, which is the most shocking thing about the episode. (laughs) Interesting. I know you're the one that took my toothbrush. I didn't take your toothbrush. Kids, calm down. We will find the toothbrush. I told you. Now let's focus on the story. It's my favorite toothbrush. I know. I know. We'll find it. Here, listen. We're going to go back to the story. Now, where were we? And then in a twinkle, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. Is, Is that a reindeer? Is it Santa? Uh, um, honey, um, could you go outside and check the roof? I, I think the squirrels are up there again. You want me to check on squirrels? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, um, uh, squirrels. That's not a thing I get out of bed for. Please, just go check, all right? For squirrels? It ain't squirrels. A very Hyder holiday special on the Ramjack Nights Network. So, Brad, mm-hmm. we both um, have experienced virtual reality and own virtual reality headsets. Indeed. I would even recommend them if people want to watch movies and stuff on a big screen at home. They're it's fun times. very fun. It's oh, very yeah. fun. Super fun. Well, some re- researchers thought, you know what? It's not enough that we have VR. Mm. You know what would be really awesome? Oh, no. What are they doing? If we gave, if we made a virtual reality headset for mice... At Northwestern University, they have designed something they're pronouncing immersive. It's the immersive system for mice. And it is essentially... Let me send you this picture. I'll just send you the whole article. Hold up. Do they show it? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why they want to do this. No. Because it's just... They're like, hey, we could use this for science. What if we could give these mice the ability to have VR? It's like we could simulate stuff like birds attacking them from overhead or like we could put them on a little treadmill, which is part of the system, and have them walk around in a virtual world for something. 
It's kind of the... I think someone just really wanted to give mice the ability to have VR and maybe watch VR movies or do VR experiences and then is trying to find a way. Because it, I'm not sure what you'd want to test them with. Yeah, what I... The I, researchers this, no. next hope to stimulate other common occurrences in nature, such as scenarios where the mice are chasing after potential small prey. And though there are still some things they'd like to work on, the team feels they're set up to offer the advantages, blah, blah, blah. But that's the question. Why? Why are you simulating this? Could you just not just watch him in the i alex i did something terrible what did you do i clicked on the comments on the website oh which it showed me a link to a youtube video no of of something called scamper which is a vr game in which you play as a rat oh so you're a rat i'm sorry friend that is not the intention of what i tried to do i didn't mean to send you down a rabbit hole that would have that's that sounds like the most terrifying just being a rat amongst the rats oh no thank you god that's horrible nothing so the first thing they did with these mice is they basically made a virtual maze and they would just go through this virtual maze to get treats and they're like cool next um we're gonna simulate their environment um and i'm quoting them uh, next, okay, they, they also tested whether the goggles could accurately uh, simulate overhead natural threats like birds, something that they haven't been able to do in the past, is to terrorize these mice with VR bird attack simulations. Just Very to weird. See, just to see what they're gonna, just to see what they do, you know? Just to, just to see. Just to see. Listen, sometimes you just have to, sometimes you have to do terrifying things just to see. Yeah. Like, maybe you're a shitty parent, and, like, you want to, like, terrorize children for some reason. Who knows? We'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why? This is weird. It is quite bizarre. Anyway, it's 4K each eye. The mice are, are just like being tormented. They're forced to fill, go into these virtual reality mazes and also forced to be attacked by large predators in VR. Sky's the limit, I guess. Mm. Give him fucking Resident Evil 4. That was scary for me and I'm, an ad- I'm a human. Ah. Give, give him the uh, Paranormal Activity game Ooh. that I haven't played, but I assume is very spooky. But I do own it. I just have not played it. Like most video games that I own, I have never actually played. Owning them is enough. Uh, yeah, Listen, I I, I'm financially supporting the video game industry. Yeah. So, hmm. Hmm. You're doing, you're, you're doing your part. I'm doing my part. So, another quasi-science thing that might actually be more interesting Mm -hmm. than people are terrifying animals uh, Mm -hmm. with VR. So, you know how we've talked on the show before that people have inner monologues. Some people have like an interior voice that works in their Mm -hmm. head, Mm -hmm. and some people don't. Clearly, that is not the full spectrum of what is possible. It's just the most common. And I want to say the... I do not remember the exact percentage, but the percentage of people who don't have a voice in their head, I think... Wait one second. I, I will figure this out and then we'll continue. Just give me one second because I don't want to get it wrong. Okay. I have some I have some of the numbers. I'm sorry that took so long. So in this study, they found that about 70 to 85% of people experience some type of spontaneous inner, inner speech on occasion. Not all the time. Just occasionally they'll be alone with their thoughts and themselves. And then a little voice will appear in their head or a part of their consciousness. They talk to themselves in their head. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Some people, about 75% of people, report that they have back and forths with this voice in their head, where they're basically um, talking to this idea, like bouncing ideas off this thing in their head, like, hey, Alex, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Alex. 
Are you worried about tomorrow? You gotta have that big presentation. If you don't, if you blow up, if you ruin this holiday gift elephant exchange, it could be your job. I know that, Alex. Chill out. It's okay. Okay, I don't do that. I do not talk to myself in the third person or talk to a voice back and forth personally. So that was interesting. But there, to me. but there is a third party that comes in, and it's it's not me. It's not the voice in my head, but it's an entirely separate character. It's funny you say that because 25% of people report there is another person that shows up in their inner speech. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like Robin Williams pops in. <laughs> nanu, nanu. Oh, God, not Robin, too. Fuck. <laughs> they say normally when there's just two people, they play both parts of the conversation. Like, should I do this? Well, we did do this yesterday. I know we did it yesterday. But then another person, another thing enters in. Excuse me, you two. Wait up. I would like to say something in your head. I have never experienced that. This is this is way too I I I I, I question a lot of this. It's just I don't I don't know how we're defining any of this. This seems strange. So I will say that the research of this, I I do not remember all of it, but listening to it is pretty robust. They did a lot of stuff where they had things rigged up to people's heads, asked them questions, and the method of which they kind of deduce that, hey, this person is talking to themselves in their head was done through actually like looking at brainwaves and like asking them to think about things and doing things. It had to do with something about reading language. So this is coming from like actual study. It's not just like a survey of like, hey. Well, yeah, but I, I still don't, I, even with that, I don't, I, I, I don't know, I need more information. This doesn't make sense. I don't. I mean, a third person popping into the conversation in your head, I think, and it's maybe too simplistic, because as yeah. someone who's creative, you are a writer, as you're writing things, you're at least doing mental gymnastics of dialogue in many cases, of different characters with different ideas and motivations. Goodness knows an improv. Well, I have to take on at least five roles a night when my daughter and I play. Uh, mm -hmm. Recently, she's been wanting to play Five Nights at Freddy's, where... She is someone who comes into Five Nights at Freddy's and is mistaken for an animatronic. And I'm Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, um, uh, Foxy, and this new security guard. And we slowly stalk the new security guard through the house as if we're animatronics and the security camera turns off and we're like running. And I'm, I'm carrying the dial. I, I'm carrying at least five people in my head at a time in this on the low end. Mm -hmm. Does that count as this? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand what what counts. Like when they're watching, like how are they differentiating whether you're just imagining a scenario versus dialoguing with yourself, and what constitutes the third party? Well, as a differentiation between what the first two parties. And that's also something I'm having trouble with understanding here, because again, as someone who puts upon themselves so many characters in a day when I'm playing with my daughter for no. a minute time or any anytime you play in that respect. It's not I don't consciously perceive them as like Bonnie's talking through me right now. Yeah. I exactly. don't do that. So my question is there has to be someone with the idea and maybe for this to even be a thing. So there's at least a person who's imparting on this. Yeah, someone has like two people in their head. One of them is them and a third person just pops in out of nowhere. That's what the thing is. So I, I feel like that's weird. Know, that that <laughs> realization that. that there's people that 
like have absolutely zero inner monologue that are just that's terrifying through to me. like there's just these husk people that are <laughs> like wandering through life impulse like on no thought on, on instinct with no no greater thought happening i feel that revelation has led to to some research some hasty research that i does not seem like things that could possibly define because they seem far too individualized and non-specific because i don't i like that isn't it that knowledge that there's husk people walking around is one thing but to work at anything else of what's happening inside people's heads on the regular beyond that i feel is uh there's there, there's got to be too much variance there i'm sorry we're we're all far too different it's pretty nuts and i think you're right how you start like even teasing this out interesting maybe worth some research just to see what's up there are other things that um come up for example people who suffer from brain damage on occasion mention i have lost the ability for this inner monologue in my head it freaks them out clearly they're like wow that's weird and clearly i have a cognitive issue i knew i had brain damage but now i am losing a part of myself i cannot consciously talk to myself in my head what the hell happened um so that's troubling a lot of people are wondering why we some scientists are like why do we even have this inner monologue how did this evolve um and there's like a bajillion things people think that it could be uh evolutionary psychology oh what a wonderful field of science question mark I, I basic stuff self-regulation if i can practice something in my head maybe it helps with speech or like social what things Michukaku think because i feel like that's uh every that's... voice every interior voice is actually a voice from a parallel universe you a know, it's hyper dimension if you will it's possible that maybe all the voices in our head are actual voices in a different universe and we're accessing them through crystals excuse me <laughs> <laughs> I'm a scientist, but are you? I was, but are you? I was, but were you? I was, question mark? I mean, you can get a degree in a lot of stuff. It's just, you know, yeah, putting a paper together, yeah, putting the time in. Mm, cashing those checks. Cashing them checks. Cashing those checks. Cashing those ancient aliens checks. Mailbox money. One for Michio Kaku, please. Thank you. When people talk about a voice in their head, the same area in your brain where you think about other people's like empathetically think about other people's perspectives and or what someone else might say lights up which seems self like of course clearly you are reasoning with yourself yeah through a problem it's a problem solving skill especially if and which is one of the reasons they think that some people also think that it might be another voice inside their head because the same similar areas I don't know. I think it's interesting that people, I love to think of, or like talk to people about how they think. And because it is interesting. Um, I try not to judge clearly, but there's some of these people, this this interior monologue. On this we disagree because I choose to judge. (laughs) So people who have- You hear that husk people? Do you hear that husk people? Dead inside husk people? Do you hear that? You're being judged. Um, the, um, what was it? I'm trying to think about what it said. I've lost it. And the voice inside my head cannot remember either. So. <laughs> Robin Williams, you're you again? <laughs> I'm Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Robin, I know it's not. I know there's not a fourth person in here. It is you. I can't be that crazy. Hey, what if I what, what if I was a what if I was a racist character of of an old black man? Huh? 
not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it, Robin. You can't make me do it. Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it a little bit? No, you can't make me, Robin. <laughs> yeah. So, Alex, um, did you hear about presidential candidate uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? What about him? Rap, rapping, rapping Ramaswamy. Um, did you hear? Did you hear um, when he was on a, a live? Um, I, I don't know. What do you call Twitter Spaces now? Whatever the fuck that is. X Spaces. I think we still call them tweets, don't we? I, yes, we do. Um, but he was on one of those spaces uh, oh, with yeah, uh, okay. Elon and Alex Jones, who has recently been let back on, um, and a lot of other just fucking monster lunatics. And Vivek left his microphone on, went to the bathroom. If we ever had a, if we ever had a presidential candidate pissing on air. Has that been a thing we've had before? Because we got one. We got one. Wow. Like, if you if you can't, like, not record yourself pissing during a conversation with Alex Jones and Elon Musk, can you be president? <laughs> nope. I mean, I feel like, listen, not the, the bar for presidency is very low right now. Quite true. It's at an all-time low. Um, right now, it looks like our choices are Joe Biden and Donald Trump. So the, the the bar has never been lower. Yet somehow, Rappin' Ramaswamy is pissing on a fucking call with Elon Musk and Alex Jones. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, can't, like, could we just lower the bar a little bit more, please? Can we find a way? Can we find a way? Ron, where you at, buddy? Where you at? <laughs> Oh man, 2024 is going to be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 2023, it's going to look like a real picnic compared to 2024. <sighs> hey, look, there's still one more present back here. There is? Huh. Who who's the, the omnivores? I'm sorry, what? Omnivores? Who is this even from? It's for me to, to all my good little omnivores. Y'all been so very good this year. Get out of here, go! Get the dog! Get out of Where are you going? Where are you going? Stop running away, omnivores. Why are you running? Stop running. Why are you running away? Why are you running away? Hyder Holiday Special on the Ramjack Nights Network. Friends, it's that super spooky time of the holiday season when we talk about Tales from the Dark Side Holiday Edition. Man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld, a place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. Ooh. 
first episode because we're doing two right and we have we to summarize doing, it we're doing two guys we're gonna do these in reverse order because we're doing two and there's just a lot more to talk about with one than the other so we're gonna knock the first one out fast um and you're summarizing this one yeah i'll summarize season four episode seven the yattering and jack the yattering and jack and this is a christmas episode <laughs> This is a Christmas episode. Okay, Brad, you're gonna have Christmas episodes. You're both Christmas episodes. A minute to summarize this episode Mm -hmm. without going over. Oh, Uh, you could be. My calculator was not gonna help me as a stopwatch. No, I also brought my calculator up. That's weird. Nice. That's so weird. (laughs) Um, So if you go over, Mm -hmm. you forgot what the whole episode was, and maybe you become enslaved to the yattering i guess you go to hell i i, I we don't have to go into that you're gonna explain the episode it's very confusing yeah but you'll be a yattering jack and if you mm. go horrendously under you're just a christmas jump deal with oh, it no i got it in my clock right here on go three two one go all right, so we got this guy. His name is Jack. He comes home. All kind of shit's going on. Oh, the raccoons must have gotten in again. He's got stuff like that's like falling off the wall. Things are breaking. Stuff is broken. Oh, it smells like sulfur. Like, all, everything is just a mess. Uh, animals must have gotten in. Uh, his daughter shows up. Uh, oh, daughter, I, th- I thought you were going to be with your mother for Christmas. I didn't want you to be alone. Oh, my God. Here's some pearls. They're fake, but they're very nice. By the way, um, turns out... There's a little devil in here. Um, there's a little person that's a demon, and he's trying to, I guess, destroy this guy and have him commit suicide, <laughs> um, which is crazy. The devil shows up, and he looks like General Zod slash Mr. Belvedere, and uh, he's like, you've got to get him to commit suicide before the end of the day so we get a soul. He's like, I can't. I got to touch him. It's against the rules to touch him. Didn't you go to school? Um, turns out that Jack is a descendant of a witch. One minute. Well done, friend. Well done. Weird out. Weird out. I mean, they always are. But it's such a... What I love about this show is, well, first, they're tiny episodes. 20 minutes long. And there's long opening and closing credits. So it's not even 20 minutes. But they're just so tiny. Like, you're pretty much in, like, one location. It's like a 10-minute play. But if those didn't suck... Because guess what? 10 minute plays suck. Um, Mm -hmm. I hate them. They're not an art form. It's bullshit. Um, They're so, it's such a, it's just a little slice, little slice of a TV show. Um, Jack is a pickle salesman? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. In the same way that milkmen weren't a thing, pickle salesmen definitely weren't a thing anytime soon. Um, what do you mean? He's he's a pickle salesman. What? Apparently, what? the golden age of the pickle salesman uh-huh. was in the mid-20s to 30s. Uh-huh, uh-huh. During okay. this time, pickles were very popular. Stag food and pickle salesmen were on nearly every street of major cities where you might find a hot dog vendor now. Hmm. They were pickle wagons. Where people would go around with their wagons or small carts just brimming with pickles. Hmm. This does not take place in the 20s or 30s. I would, you know, I like the idea of that, though. It is pretty cool, right? Like, I, because, like, that's, I could, I mean, again, I, a hot dog is a meal. A pickle is a snack. And a vegetable. Don't forget and a vegetable. that. It's a cucumber. And it's also refreshing. Yes. Like, it's, like, a, a good pickle, that, could, that would be nice. On a hot day, a pickle? 
A little cold, yeah. refreshing pickle. That actually is pretty awesome. You know, let's bring back the pickle salesman, guys. I We need to bring a, a pickle cart. Somebody needs to have a pickle cart. I haven't been to, I know they used to sell like pickles in a bag, which to me is not the kind of fresh revolution. No. The yeah, new resurgence, this yeah. neo pickle movement. Yeah. But I know at sporting events, they have pickles in bags or someone can, you can buy pickles. Mm -hmm. But I want someone with that tray. Get your pickles yeah. here. Fresh, pickles, cold pickles. pickles. I got garlic pickles here. I got dill pickles here. Holy got some shit. sweet pickles over here. You like bread and butter pickles? Well, fuck you, but they're over here. I'm sorry, sorry. you said sorry. a garlic I'm people, pickle. I'm sorry people that like bread and butter pickles, but guess what? I'm judging you too, because I don't get it. Yeah, fuck off with your bread and butter pickles. First of all, what do you mean bread? For, what does that mean? What does bread and butter <laughs> mean in bread and butter pickles? Because I feel like you're just putting a name on shitty pickles. I mean, people like bread and butter. I love bread and butter. It's toast if you put it in a, <laughs> a toaster. But a bread and butter pickle? Yeah, I have no idea. It's a sweet and savory brine. Yeah, it's not good. It's just sugar and vinegar. They're gross. Yeah. The exact I mean, origin of the bread and butter pickle is unknown. You know what else is just sugar and vinegar? Um, sweet and sour sauce. Much better than a bread and butter pickle. Very true. Why are bread and butter pickles called that? Um, I was saying, oh, East Tennessee University. Oh, this is some Tennessee shit. Of course. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Ugh, the whole thing here. I, I can't read all of this. This is it's too much. So the yattering is like a demon. And we're having a regular Job from the Bible story. Yeah. Where this yattering is tasked by the devil, our Beelzebub. Mm -hmm. um, our General Zod. General <laughs> Zod. Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> to, to get this man's soul. Drive him crazy for some reason. By the way, based on a story by Clive Barker, just so everyone knows. Of the same name. With teleplay by Clive Barker as well. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, there's not much to this episode. No, it's so crazy because he walks in and like he's already just making excuses for things like, oh, oh, look, this got knocked over again. Uh, it must be the problem with the foundation. Uh, I need to get that fixed. Oh, oh, my my fish have boiled to death again. Well, I guess I better get the better look at that uh, thermostat. Sorry, your fish boiled? Why do you keep buying fish if you keep having boiling fish problems? Not the thermostat. I would check the electric, like, light. If it, they probably, I mean, there's boiling water would not be my first guess. No. And it's not even no. steaming, is it? It's just. No. He just recognizes, because he's had boiled fish. This is not the first or the last. House is just getting fucked up. And we see yeah. glimpses of this. He looks in a mirror at one point that's broken. And then we see like, ah, this little demon. And it is a little guy, a little demon. Mm -hmm. And just going around breaking shit. Yeah. This actor, like he's been in everything. Too. Oh, yeah. He's, he's very, very familiar. It is uh, uh, Phil Fon Fon Fondacaro. Fondacaro. He was in Willow. Yeah. Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids movie. Ramjack classic. You could be a garbage pail kid. Goody. When they said pickle salesman, I was almost out. I was like, what the no. fuck's going on? And it's not because this guy is clearly. So I, tell me if I'm wrong here. Mm -hmm. Long story short. Mm hmm. This guy suspected a yattering was terrorizing him. Yeah, he he yeah, he figured it out. So all of his talk of, oh, my foundation shifting, I gotta get someone to look at that. Oh, those fish boiling again, eh, was all an act. He yeah. knew there was a he was just biding his time for this demon to slip up. So yeah. a little disingenuous. I don't know if how that plays into the fact whether this guy's soul is gonna go to heaven or hell, but 
I yeah. His daughter comes up. She's seen this stuff. They have to go. He's gonna go get back with his wife or something. Yeah, and- because apparently the Yatterling, um, what we find out, the Yattering, sorry, um, like puts um, the idea of cheating on him into her head. So it, w- it was, it, it, it got her all into like cheating on her husband um, with its with its demonic powers, and uh, wasn't that's her fault. why. Yeah, it wasn't her fault, and uh, that's why they've broken up, and he's alone, going to be alone on Christmas. So this is like a long con. Very weird that he can influence the thoughts of his wife but not him well he can he can influence he just can't touch he can't touch them but he's because he says he's like you know he's like whispered ideas to her so but is he why why isn't he whispering these ideas to this guy it's not boiling fish (laughs) i think it's i think it's just not working because he knows it's a gathering he hears a whisper in his head and doesn't think oh there's that third voice in my head suddenly that's weird exactly turns out it's just a whole bunch of gatherings yeah weird so i yeah if you're hearing a third voice in your head with your inner monologue that's a yattering guys you may have a yattering it's not robin williams it's a yattering you wait for Um, it to touch you and then you have a slave which is itself a moral conundrum because it's like no don't if don't i don't want you to be that go away i mean yeah well this guy is into it yeah that's the thing like here's like i mean okay so a yattering is an evil demon creature Mm -hmm. clearly doing evil Working for the devil slash Mr. Belvedere slash General Zod. <laughs> um, and I, so if you enslave a yattering, is that doing good or evil? That's the question. I guess it depends on what you do with it. But they do because, call that in the question, right? I mean, because slavery, clearly wrong. Yes. Morally wrong. Yes. It's bad. Um, but if you are enslaving an evil demonic creature, that means it's not doing evil elsewhere. So, I, and it's going to be doing that because that's what it does. Because from what, at least as far as I know of the mythology, prove me wrong. Um, th- there's, it's not like they, there's going to be a good yatterling that's going to be doing good yatterings. At least not of its own volition. I guess right. if you were in control of it, you could say, hey, yeah. you are now a good yatterling. Go do good yeah. things. Because it's because now currently, in best case scenario, if let's say a yattering is Let's say it's a purely neutral being. Hmm. It's in the employ of the devil slash Mr. Belvedere slash General Zod. And it's going to be doing his bidding. As a, But if it's doing mine, I mean, even like a neutral, on our neutral stance for me, it's going to be doing better than doing the, that evil, I would believe. True. Unless, you know, I'm like an evil person. Like if I'm like Netanyahu and I get a yattering, we got a problem. And like... Is the word slave the best term to describe this? Or is it the only one that they really have from a language perspective? I guess I you, mean, I guess it is. Yeah, I mean, it's what it is. He's he's enslaved to him. He has to do his bidding now. That's wild. Huh. Like, why is it? And it's just like, all right, that's just the way the world works. Weird God. Weird. Yeah. Weird system you set up here. Because yeah. then he says, hey, are you sure you want to be the, the, the slave owner? One, I get complicated conversation to have but also aren't you when you get up to the golden gates of heaven you think god's gonna be like wait you had a devil slayer like a yattering slave and the guy jack says yeah you know what they might they might question me on it they might do the same thing brad was talking about where they're like well you did do good with him yeah and what i'm saying what is he say casera or whatever like yeah We'll figure it out when we get there, guys. No worries i mean yeah i think that's the way to go but you're gonna clean up my house first <laughs> 
I mean, I think that's only fair. And then we'll figure out everything else. Yeah. How are you at cooking? Because, okay, let's say you enslave a Yattering. You catch one, you enslave it, it's now your slave. You have it do some good. It's like, hey, all right, Yattering, what you're going to do now is you're going to go feed the homeless. Ooh. So... Um, that's what you're gonna do today. You're you're gonna magically create food for the homeless and give it to them. And if any cops try to hassle you, well, then you can you know yattering it up a little bit for the cops. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna be doing good shit. Uh, Go over to find Elon Musk and yatter him until he relinquishes Twitter. Yeah, I, yeah, yattering. Here's world. what you're gonna do. Um, you're gonna go find Elon Musk and you're gonna bite his dick off. <laughs> For starters, just For do whatever starters. comes natural. Just do whatever comes do, natural. Just yatter You're fine. it up. Yatter up that motherfucker. And then Earth can judge. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Earth can judge my lack of a dick that got yattering off. I mean, the yattering, the whole concept of it touching someone that's yattering is over. It's my slave now, right? Yeah. So that means, no, okay. it, that means Elon Musk is open season for this shattering to like now, really question, go at him. Question, hold up, hold up, hold up. That, that, that does bring up an issue. Now, because the yattering is now my slave, now that, that contract that it signed when it went to yattering school, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, now, when it goes to bite Elon Musk's dick off, Ooh. is it touching him? Does it then become his slave? Because I feel like the, those rules, because he was asking Belvedere Zod... Um, if he could, if he could get an exemption to the rules, and, and Belvedere Zod said no, which means I think it can be granted by the master. In okay. which case, I don't think that means Yatterling um, becomes the slave of Elon Musk as soon as he gets his dick bitten. No, he's but your I, slave. I, yeah, I think it's like whatever human it's Yattering first. Once the contract yeah. is done, it's to I that feel like human that, that for life. Contract was was the one between God and uh, Belvedere Zod. And I don't even know. It almost sounds like it's something that the Yattering can't control. So, look, I'm just your slave yeah. now. So even if the guy Jack said, "Look, I don't want you. Just don't bother me. Just chill. Don't do anything." I think the Yattering still couldn't yatter. Yeah. I think it it's still bound to him through whatever God set up. Now, if he releases the Yattering, is it, does it become a neutral part? of its own volition or does Maybe. it just immediately revert back to the devil i don't know that's what we're not gathering. we're not giving that i think that he he can't release it until he's okay. dead and then it goes back to doing whatever I, and right. i guess right. gathering is a job because he went to a university or yeah. like school to learn it is he getting so paid guys, here's the thing so um yeah yattering tries to fuck with this guy and this guy's like ah whatever it's fine it's just the foundation ah, it's fine it's probably a raccoon oh well eh, this happens oh my fish boiled whatever oh the plates fell off the wall it happens i have collectible plates i'm weird um <laughs> as soon as i saw those plates too i was like oh those are gonna crash down it's gonna be very fun uh, <laughs> just there to fall Great. no my plates love it. love it um but yeah so he goes outside and this is the first time we the yattering calls calls on Beelzebub um whom by the way I don't know if you guys have picked up on looks like a cross between Mr. Belvedere <laughs> and General Zod <laughs> Oh, yeah. And Devil shows up and is like, hey, you're running out of time. You got to get this guy. I want him to commit suicide, <laughs> which is crazy. We're, this, is the, this is a Christmas episode, guys. <laughs> which Christmas like, is just a set dressing, really. Yeah. And his it's daughter fun. basically does nothing yeah. other than to be a fourth voice that shows up in your head mm-hmm. of this episode. Yeah. They go out to listen to Christmas Carol and Yattering's like, ah, I hate that sound. That sound. Please, please, Beelzebub, please save me. Save me from this. And Devil shows up and he's like, um, first, kneel before Zod. Second, <laughs> uh, streaks on the China. <laughs> Never mattered before. 
<laughs> Third, um, hey, why isn't this guy committing suicide? You gotta do better. And he's like, can I touch him? No, you can't touch him. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> no, if I could just like pluck his eyeballs out. He's like, you, did you not go to university? What? There's yattering you? <laughs> what kind? What is happening Of uneducated in hell? yatter are you? <laughs> hell is complex. We also find out, um, cause he's like, um, when he like calls the devil, like, cause he's hating hearing the Christmas carols. He's like, yeah, of course I heard you. You know, in hell, we hear all complaints. <laughs> so apparently that's what hell is. You just hear all the complaints, <laughs> which is amazing. Which is a great oh, yeah. concept of hell. You just hear everybody's complaints all the time. I mean, it would be a nightmare. Oh. But also, the devil shows up because this guy is special, and we don't realize why until the end. Mm -hmm. And still, I, I question. I want to know more. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead. There. Um, so, at one point... Um, he's, he's, he's got, he's got a bag of groceries that he set down. Him and his daughter come back into the room and yattering is just yattering about, like knocking things over. And like, you hear something in like the grocery bag and he's like, oh, oh, maybe one of the, maybe a, a, a mouse got in the bag or something. And like this, like the groceries like spill out and there is a, there is a turkey in the bag. And when I say there's a turkey in the bag, I mean like, it's not in like plastic. It's not in a bag. It's just, there's just like a, a fucking, like just an, a turkey, just. Oh yeah. The meat is just like in a, in the, in the, in the paper shopping bag, which is disgusting. Yeah, bag turkey situation. And it's really weird. Like you just have a raw turkey, like in a grocery, in the middle of a grocery bag. <laughs> She's so fucking gross. I mean, shouldn't this have tipped off the yatter that this guy yeah. was a little weird and maybe yeah. maybe just call this one go to the next. But Yattering, who is invisible, of course, to uh, yeah. um, to Jack and his daughter, um, is like throwing this turkey around. So it looks like the, the turkey is just possessed and flying around and it like hops onto the top of the Christmas tree. And meanwhile, Jack's like, oh, well, you know, this sort of thing happens. And his daughter's like, what are you talking about? dad this is your fucking house is possessed or something he's like well no I'll, let's be rational there must be an explanation for all this for the turkey dancing out of the bag no yeah. father this is something God. supernatural i knew i Paranormal. should have bought a frozen turkey instead what <laughs> I do. I love the daughter just being like, Dad, are you on crack? What? Am I on crack? What's happening? So she is the voice of reason in this. Yeah. And just really concerned, as we all are. But yeah, he gets so, the gathering as a slave. Yeah. So basically what they do is like they they, they decide they're going to leave. And what we find out, he's going to he's going to go try to patch up things with his wife. Um, and the devil's like, hey, Yattering, if he walks out that door, your time's up. Like you got to get him now. Do not let him leave this fucking house. So he, they're about to leave. And the every time they try to unlock the door, the Yattering locks the door back so they can't get out. So basically he just like sends his daughter to go to the back door and acts like he's following her. And the Yattering runs over over there to open the door and then he just unlocks that door and his daughter goes out and then he's about to go out but the yattering desperate to stop this guy just grabs him and when he touches him obviously as we all know from yattering you now he's a slave and this and he is like not he's like not even surprised the daughter's like freaking the fuck out as you would yeah and he's like ah it's fine it's just a yattering <laughs> he's my slave now and Gattering's like, what the fuck? How do you know all this shit? Like, oh, they didn't tell you? <laughs> uh, my mother was a witch. 
they did not prepare you for this, did they, guy? <laughs> like, that's why, that's why they're so, uh, head up on trying to get me. But, okay, so his mother was a witch. That's how he knows about yattering shit. Mm-hmm. But why does the devil need a guy whose mom was a witch? Like, I guess... Like, what's so great about that? Like, I feel like, isn't he already, like, damned for black magic or something? Well, I guess her sins don't necessarily translate to him. I mean, but maybe like she did. About, seems like he knows a lot about yatterings and shit. I bet he's got some black magics. Maybe. Or maybe she taught him about it and got the loopholes in. She got what she needed from Beelzebub, and now this... She found something to where she took advantage of him. He's just trying to exact revenge or collect I mean, a soul. Say, sorry, when you say Beelzebub, I think you mean uh, Mr. Belvedere slash General Zot. Yes. Because, <laughs> guys, if it, if it hasn't been made clear, this devil looks like a cross between Mr. Belvedere and General Zot. Not a classic... Not no. a classic-looking <laughs> devil. No. Devil. But that's Very, it. Quesera, yeah. sera. Clean up the clean up the house. <laughs> Very weird. I mean, if you didn't freak out at the turkey dancing out of the package in the raw turkey, one, like you said, it's raw, Dad. What the fuck? Two, why is it moving on its own? Three, we all just saw that. I'm not crazy. Then so yeah, that, demon showing up is gonna. That means this guy, this professional pick- pickleman, mm-hmm. has like has like known that he had a yattering situation, and he's just been biding his time until that thing touched him. Mm-hmm. So like his wife cheated on him. Yeah. Like they got they separated at least. I don't know if they're divorced, but they are separated, living in separate houses. He's like set up a new residence or set her up with a new residence. Um. Like, meanwhile, this yattering is boiling his fish, doing all of this stuff, and he's just, like, biding his time. That's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. When did he realize the yattering was involved? Great question. You cheated on me? Must be a yattering. Probably a yattering. Hmm. This is just reeks of yattering. I gotta play it cool for a couple of months, or a year, or two. Fuck knows how long. Yeah. Long con. Just to get a yattering slave. I mean, mm. I mean, he played the game. I mean, listen, you gotta do what you gotta do to get Elon Musk dick bitten <laughs> off by a yattering. That's <laughs> absolutely what I would do with the yattering. First things first. <laughs> Listen, uh, it's the holidays, so feed the homeless first. Do that, but then I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to hurry up with that because you got a dick to bite off. After and that, that's, that's the first dick that you'll be biting off, but it will not be the last. <laughs> After that, should he go to Florida and just shove? Uh, oh, I forgot his name. I can see his face right now. It is horrible, crazy smile. Ron DeSantis. Just shove him while he's in a public place and watch him get up, because then you'd be able to tell, oh, those are boots. Those are definitely like super high heels. Steal one of his boots. Steal one of his boots. Watch him like hobble. Hobble around. Oh, no. Ah. They found bite his dick off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some invisible force has stolen, has, has struck twice. Weird. Very strange. It keeps biting the dick off of people, but eh. Weird. This just keeps happening. Huh. I mean, fuck around and get your dick bit off. Yeah, weird. So, so that's yeah, that's, uh, that's that. That's the first episode, <laughs> and the next episode uh, is a treasure. This next episode, um, you are going to have sixty seconds. The episode is season three, episode eleven. We're going backwards. Uh, seasons of belief. December twenty ninth, nineteen eighty six. Oh, uh, think about 20, December 29th. Why aren't we showing this episode after Christmas? Weird. You can't show this on Christmas in the 80s. Yeah, but I feel like you show it like early December. Wait, when was the other episode shown? <laughs> Great question. Uh, November 8th. Yeah, that's, okay, that's... that's the correct time to show a, a horror Christmas episode. But Alex, I think about this episode. Think about what happened. What were people doing? What were they wearing? Uh, 
I, uh, oh man, so many, I, I already, I got so many facts. Um, whatever you need to discuss this episode in as much detail as possible without going over one minute or ridiculously under, because then you would be a wildly inappropriate age gap chump. <laughs> I, I suspicious. I crunched like, the numbers, by the way, just for the record. Um, nice. We'll, we'll okay. Get good. We'll good. Get good. That. You came with facts. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that. why my calculator was up earlier. Um, but are you ready for this? I I'm gonna try. All right, and you'll be going in three, two, one, go. A mom and dad try to teach their two young children a lesson, I guess, around Christmas about being annoying. Um, they tell them a scary story about this creature that if you say its name will eventually stalk you on Christmas and come and kill you. Um, it's in cahoots with Santa, kind of, and these kids believe it. And through elaborate pranking and just like trying to tell these kids, yeah, it's coming for you. You keep saying its name, you idiot. I gotta finish telling the story it's gonna come and get us dad and everyone is not buying this so eventually they're like look we were just telling you a story to freak you out santa's not real this creature isn't real but then two giant hands burst through the window and a monster that's huge kills the parents and the kids look at each other and their uncle and are like what was that and the little girl says wasn't santa claus one minute. Yes! <laughs> Weirdest episode. Okay, Alex, Alex, without looking, I want you to give me a guess on what what the age difference is. How many years between this 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 husband and wife? It's it doesn't make sense. Give me your guess. I'm gonna say because it's so wildly off. I'm gonna say 22 years. You're not even close. I'll give you another guess. 15. 39 years. Holy shit. <laughs> this actress was 33 at the time. He was 72. How? Alex, your entire lifetime is the <laughs> age gap between these two actors. That is just... Playing a husband and wife. That's just no. What's up, 80s? What's up? No. Oh. Absolutely inappropriate. <laughs> like, did somebody, like, did 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 either the original actor or actress, like, get into a car accident and they had to reshoot? What's happening? No fucking idea. Weird. And that's, like, not even the weirdest thing in this. I mean, it's in the top three of the weirdest. It's something you can't constantly not notice. Yeah. Dad? Don't you mean Grandpa? I mean, seriously. Don't you mean great-grandpa? Like, I don't know what the... 39 years age difference. Because the thing that confused me the most is that their uncle shows up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's mom. I think it's mom's brother. It could be yeah. dad's brother. But in my mind, it was like, okay, for some reason, I wasn't... Con they were talk calling him dad, and that was weird. But I would forget because the age difference was so high. Right. I was assumed that he was a grandfather in my head, and then when they were talking on the phone later, we'll explain all this. I was like, oh, when the uncle character shows up, I'm like, oh, that's dad. Nope. That's uncle, dummy. They're telling you that he is their dad. I think you blocked out the part where they stand under the mistletoe and kiss. Oh, I did. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, uncle and mom? No. Okay, mom just and make, dad. Okay, mom still and dad. even weirder somehow because the age difference is just so scary. Yeah. Off. Yeah. By the way, this episode uh, written by uh, uh, Michael McDowell, whom also uh, wrote um, Nightmare Before Christmas 
and uh, Beetlejuice uh, Thinner. Oh. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that age difference is insane. I can't believe it. Like, it's so crazy. Also, the, the young daughter, the young daughter's name is Steffa. <laughs> Steffa. That's another <laughs> shocking thing that I couldn't get past. Like, because I, I did, I watched this at least three times today. Awesome. <laughs> um, because it kept getting crazier and I noticed more things every time. Um, Steffa is played by Jenna Von Oy, who is six from Blossom. No way. Yeah, she's a, she's like a tiny little baby here. This is like one of her first things. So if you weren't already disturbed by the age difference, the fact that the children's the children are named Steffa and Jimbo? <laughs> yes. Steffa and Jimbo. I mean, they are really telling you to buckle up. You are about to just be perplexed and have a strange thing come at you. There is not a normal moment in this entire 20 minutes. Why would why would a parent do this to a child? <laughs> Alex, I don't even know what you're referring to. Are you referring to naming your children Steph and Jimbo? Are you referring to the entire plot of this episode? <laughs> or are you referring to the fact that it starts with um Steffa saying, Mom, can I can can we watch Gumby's Christmas tonight? It comes on at eight. She says, No, you cannot. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Fuck off of that Gumby shit, <laughs> Steffa. Yeah, like, we're not, not going to be allowed to watch TV because we're going to have an old-fashioned family Christmas. But you're not doing anything except lying to your children. I, it really just seems like dad wanted to have some fun and mom's going along with lying to the children. I don't know, because, like, mom really is a good, like, they she like really lying. Is. They, they are really good. They're having it. a great time lying to kids. And it's fucked up. Because there's so many, like, it is so well- executed for children it's like they're like i'll tell you a story and then the dad writes the name of this creature on paper and shows it to him and the kids say the name because they're like what is it dad and he's like "Mm." and they say uh what the heck is a grither oh you fucked up (laughs) guess what kids it doesn't even do that because it's like it, it, nothing. You're not you're not supposed to say its name. Yeah. But he lets them say it like four or five times before he's like, oh, by the way, if you say it, it's gonna come and get you. What? Which is ins- so yeah. But uh, sorry, let's back. Let's back up a little bit. Let's okay. back up a little bit. Again, there's not a sane moment in this twenty minutes. I feel like we could talk about this for five hours. <laughs> um, first of all, this little boy, Jimbo, has the most punchable child face I've ever seen. Like, this kid is annoying from... from Like, he's great. Like, great child actor. But being such a little douchebag, like, fuck this kid. Agreed. <laughs> like, so, I mean, I guess if my dad was, like, nearly 80 years old, I, I, I would be a little annoying asshole. Granted, my dad was really old. I just didn't know him. But I think they only had, like, a... 20 something year age difference. 40 is Not unprecedented. 40. Not 40. It's crazy. Yeeks. Weird. I will say I like the Christmas tree. It is big. It has a train going around it's it. It's a great tree. It's got great some awesome lights. It's really channeling. Which I gotta say, a lot of times in 80s shows, like Christmas trees are real awful. Mm-hmm. And I don't like all the tinsel. Because, like, we, yeah. like, 80s, we do love throwing, just haphazardly throwing tinsel. And I hate. 
hate that shit. Like, guys, use some nice garland, like, together. Like, mm-hmm. I hate t- tinsels. Tinsel always looks shitty to me. But beyond that, it's a great looking tree. Very nice. Um, so they're both these kids are like real assholes about Santa Claus. They're like, oh, fucking Santa. Santa's not real. Ah, oh, some fat guy in a suit's gonna come down and give us presents. Blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, <laughs> like kids, listen, you either play along because you're a kid and you're you're playing a part of this is kind of a thing. Yeah. And you're having fun with it, too. Or you lie because you think that'll keep you getting presents or what. But like just being a dick about it is weird. So weird. I mean, I understand that there is a phase where kids want to be, you know, the cool one. Like, yeah, I'm not a baby anymore. But like these kids are just like so annoying. <laughs> Like, no, still no justification for their parents, any of their parents' actions. But they, they say, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you say you don't believe in Santa, then that means Santa will make all of your toys break within one month of you getting them. And, like, uh-huh. that's a... I, I don't like Santa threats at all, no. ever. It's weird. I mean, a lot of the Santa stuff is weird. Like, if you're gonna... Again, if everybody's playing along and we're all having fun with it, fine. And you're not... I don't think you should necessarily directly lie to kids, but live your life. Yeah. Like, but when you're, like, using it as a threat, I think that's weird. Sees you when you're sleeping, knows when you're awake, knows if you've been bad or good. Be good, for goodness sake. Also, he will destroy your toys within a month of getting Yeah! Also, he's in cahoots with something called Krampus and something else, which I can't say. You say it. Now say it again. Now say it one more time. Sure, said Pete? No, this one. Oh, the Grither? (gasps) You fucked up! No! I, um... I, I know I've talked about this before, but Alex, did you ever have any um, adults that just really liked lying to kids in your life as a kid? Are we counting people who believed in Christianity, like religion? Um, no, I'm just going more just like directly want to fuck with children in that way. Of fuck lying. with children in the way in of lying. lying. Okay, I was going to say, well, wait a minute. I, not I'm not sexually. sure. Okay, good. No, I, I there's only okay. been a few people I've ever experienced interactions with that I would say that I knew for a fact were maybe compulsive liars. Mm-hmm. And both mm-hmm. of those were people that were my age as I was yeah. growing up or, or close to them or around me. Yeah. It's been a while since I've met someone that was a compulsive liar, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, uh, no adult actively lied to me I've, that I've, I'm aware I of. I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before, but my mother had a friend, well, of course she did, uh, who just like, would you know, always do these weird lies. He had this whole thing about having a talking monkey. Oh. And like he had like a, it was a long running thing of him talking about his pet talking monkey. And like, I just remember being always confused because right? I'm like, well, that's not a thing. That's, that's not real. Yeah, it is. I'm definitely old enough to know that that's not real. Why do you keep doing this? And it's like he wanted me to play along and he wanted me to try and catch him out on his lie. And I'm like, what is this? And he would just kept like coming up with like, more elaborate lies and excuses about his talking monkey. And, oh, yeah, you can't see it now because yeah, like it's at the vet for this and this. It's like, oh, yeah, we just came back from Las Vegas. Like, what are you doing? What is your story? Why are we doing this? Why am I subjected to this elaborate tale for so long? I mean... Sounds like a a grither situation. <laughs> for serious, for serious. And let me just say, um, as that guy got even older, he became more weird and racist and just Ugh. creepy. And like, I would not be upset if a giant monster burst through his window and smashed his skull <laughs> with basketball hands. <sighs> 
very strange. I mean, they 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 tell the kids that story. They're like being a little brats, and they decide, I guess, because of that, to get back at them by telling them another story of, oh, you don't think Santa Claus is real? Cool, cool, cool. You're going to annoy me and your mom. By the way, I have the video going right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Or record, and I saw the mistletoe. Yeah, and I almost felt like they had to include it just to be like, yeah, they're married, or maybe it was a weird prank that they pulled on the actors. It's like, oh look, there's mistletoe. Ah. No, this, the, because, yeah, this old this old guy brought this to set. Like, yeah, yeah. I again, and I know I we've said it a million times. Every second of this is insane, but yeah, the mistletoe is at the two minute fifty eight second mark. <laughs> That's crazy. Are they eating, like, porridge or oatmeal for dinner? I think so. That are, like, mashed potatoes? Yeah. It's so weird. And, like, they pull the kids, they pull Jimbo's bowl away. He's still <laughs> eating. I don't even know what's happening. I mean, I guess it's like, we got 20 minutes, guys. We gotta make this episode. Um, but, like, after, like, the, the toy train that's under the tree, like, catches on fire, and it seems like at first, like, oh, yeah, that's because they said they didn't believe in Santa Claus. Um, I guess. I don't know. Because we thought, I thought that was gonna be a recurring thing, but again, 20 minutes, so. Um, but because the train caught on fire... Something happened with a present. Mm. And because of that, Jimbo picks up a present and starts opening it. And I don't understand. I think what we're supposed to believe is when the train caught on fire, like maybe that package was supposed to be a little bit on fire. And so he saw what it was. So he went ahead and opened it. I I have no idea. It's, again, we're now at the three minute, 20 second. Guys, again, we're going minute by minute because there's not a normal minute. And then immediately, like, uh, Six is like, hey, if he gets to open a present, I get to open a present too. And Mom's like, all right, but I get to choose the present. <laughs> what are any of these rules? <laughs> like, no, guys, all right, we are less than four minutes in. I don't understand the age gap. I don't understand what you're eating for dinner. I don't understand why you took that kid's food away. I don't understand the Santa Claus rules. I don't know what's happening with the train. What What are the present rules? What is anything? Again, I will say I really like this set. Oh, it's great. The snow great coming down outside. Mm-hmm. This looks like a cozy little home. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If it wasn't for these two assholes and their two asshole children, I just don't... I also love when Jimbo opens his present. Um, it's it's uh, like I guess like a, a book of like I, it was like an atlas or something, or like maps or something. Um, that'd be a cool thing for for yeah. a kid. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. Um, he's like, oh wow, this is great. And the dad's like, well, you're the one that asked for it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's how presents work. But then, which is strange, but I'm like, all right, he's an old man, whatever. Uh, but then the little girl opens her present, <laughs> and it's a big box of crayons. And and she's like, oh, how did you know? Which is, it's crayons. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I just said, you fucking asked for it. But no, but then mom, mom is like, well, honey, you 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 wrote a list of everything you wanted to put it on the refrigerator. And we cut to the refrigerator to see the list and crayons is the top of the list. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, in the 80s, the giant box with all the colors, and this is the large box of crayons, Mm -hmm. was a cool thing to have. But I don't think any kid was putting that on the top of their Christmas list. (laughs) In the 80s, when we had, like, all the advertising of all of the very specific toys that we wanted? We don't know when this takes place. Yes, we do, because because in that kitchen, we see all of the kitchen gadgets, and they are current-day 80s kitchen gadgets. But they had the same thing in the Milkman episode, and we know for a fact that that did not take place 
a long um, time ago. That was an, it, it's an alternate tale, 80s. Yeah, an alternate Tales of the Dark Side universe. Like, they just still have Milkmen for some reason. But no, there is no reason to believe this is not happening in current day 80s time. Also, that giant box of crayons wouldn't exist at any other time. <laughs> Very true. It's ve- like, again, we are four minutes in and nothing has made sense yet. <laughs> also, this girl is like drawing and like, I don't know what she's drawing. She's just using the black crayon and like <laughs> drawing this big black square on the bottom of her picture. I'm like, what is What is this darkness? These kids are horrible. <laughs> this whole family and, is just. And the dad's like, you haven't even used all the colors of your crayons yet. Like, well, that's not how <laughs> crayons work, dad. Grandpa, shut <laughs> up. You don't try each one out. You I, you use the ones you're using for the thing you're drawing or coloring. Yeah. Very strange. Um, but again, these ki- kids are... Oh, yeah. Jimbo... Again, we are not to the five-minute mark yet. Jimbo asks, what's the capital of North Dakota? That is a straightforward question. Hmm. Now, Jimbo is looking at a map, so I don't know why, why he's asking this question. He's the one that should have the answer. Is he doing trivia for the dad and the mom? <sighs> Do you guys know what the capital of North Dakota is? Mom says, Bismarck. And dad's like, well, of course she knows that. It was named for her uncle, Barney Bismarck. Um, and then she says, oh, his nickname was Barracuda. Barney the Barracuda Bismarck. And like, she plays it completely cool. And kids are like, you're making that shit up. Because you guys are liars. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, here they go again. And this is where you get the idea. Like, these parents just lie to their kids. We're like in a weird dog tooth situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just constantly lying to kids. Like, when they say that this is like, her husband and not her grandfather so they're like all right well tell us a story ah we don't know any stories well if we we're not if we can't watch tv why can't they watch tv gumby it's is outlawed 80s. gumby you can't watch gumby christmas on, when else are they gonna watch gumby christmas it's christmas eve you don't watch gumby christmas on christmas eve we watch it for new year's the fuck are you talking about old man i mean tv was so wild back then you would miss it if you didn't yeah. sit down and take the time and it's not like again if they were like no we're doing a family thing that would be one thing but they're not mom is doing like cross ditch dad is just drinking <laughs> like the kids are just sitting on the floor like this is boring i mean why would you want your kids to just be annoying like that like i listen i i just like if you can if you if you have the opportunity to set the kids in front of some gumby and get a, a moment's respite from these anno- already annoying children like also, why don't you just let the kids take more time eating their bowl of porridge slash mashed potatoes? <laughs> why are you going to rush kids if you're just going to be sitting on the floor doing nothing? Give me that. you got to hurry up and go do nothing in the living room. <laughs> Your uncle will be here. And not watch Gumby. Hmm. <clears throat> I bet you wish you were watching Gumby. Open up your fucking atlas. <sighs> you so wanted gonna, it. <laughs> so now we're going to tell a story. But Lil Six is like, hey, none of those are regular stories. No Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. No Drummer Boy. I want a good story. Guys, we're at the five minute, 20 minute mark at this point, by the way. We, again, minute by minute review of this episode. <laughs> I mean, the Drummer Boy, it's what it is, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. We want a new story. A good story. All well, right. Well, we could maybe tell them the... No, that's too scary. Don't do that one. Definitely don't tell them that story. Of I course, want... the kids immediately are like, oh, yeah, fuck yes. Give me that shit. Yeah, terrifying. Give me that fucked up story. What do you got? Is there a yattering ball? What do you got? So uh, this whole story is uh, there's there's a, at the North Pole. Um, there's a creature lives in a cave in a ship that got caught 
in the North Pole in a cave, and he writes it down, and it's called The Grither. I said it. Careful, friend. And the dad lets these kids say it like four or five times. And then the mom's like, oh, now you've done it. You've done it. Dad's like, oh, yeah, it's the worst thing in the world. If you say his name out loud, yeah, he's going to come for you. He's going to come and grither you? Oh. Which we don't know what that means yet. Mm. Mm -mm. Hands the size of basketballs. Veiny arms. Mm, Pale white. Ah, it's just an old story. I want a new story, Dad. Uh, you wanted a story. Yeah, no, that's it. And so we go back, and it's like, um, you know, the dad's like, oh, you know, we, we know about Santa Claus. You know, he, uh, you know, works at the North Pole, and, uh, you know, he's, you know, he has the elves and all that in his workshop, and, uh, you know, and uh, lots of toys, and, uh, oh, and the smell of Miss Claus cooking. And then Mom pipes in, um, her lasagna is especially good. She got a recipe from Eleanor Roosevelt. Hey, Mom, what is your deal? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, liars. Liars I, married liars. Like, I mean, uh, this relationship is nothing but questions. Like, because I'm like, what's, like, who's conning who here? How old are you? Uh, I'm 19. How old are you? Would you believe 34? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm marrying you for your money. I don't have any money. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel like this is, like, a two-con man, like, standoff that, like, somehow they've conned themselves into having an actual family. These kids get scared. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, I'm sending you something that you can't read right now. Okay. So just wait on that. Say dark. It's a dark that. secret. It's a dark secret. Ah, gotcha. Um, But they really try to sell this, this story of this creature. Yeah. It hates the cold. It hates living in a ship. But the thing it hates most is uh, people talking about it. Which like we're weird. talking about it? Yeah, just yeah, like you yeah, are. Yeah, can't stand it. Can't stand it. You know, I don't really feel... There's so much that... I mean, they're coming... They're lying up. Every every sentence is a lie. Everything yeah. new is a lie. We are at the eight-minute mark, guys. <laughs> I know at some point, like, weird stuff happens outside, and it's the storm, but they're, like, thinking it's the, the creature. And um, at one point... They talk about, oh, well, I heard the song about it. That's how I know about this. Oh, hold, hold. Before, before we get to the song, I just, because I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to hit every beat of this. Oh, you're fine. But there's but so many things. Please do. About I mean, this creature. Um, it's pale. It's, it's, it's as tall as a poplar. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, it's a very, it's, you can see all of its veins, which are a blue and red. Blue for fear and red for anger. <laughs> you know, the two vein systems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the anger vein and the fear vein. Um, um, pulsing, um, but it also has giant ears, and every time you talk about it, its ears get bigger. Also, it can use its ears as wings to fly. Hmm. Alright. I do like at the point where he's talking about the giant ears, the, um, Jimbo is, like, laughing hysterically. He, like, he's like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is very funny. Um, but Little Six is still very scared. And, of course, by, by Little Six, I do mean Steffa, because let's not forget that her name is Steffa. God. <laughs> They they just keep lying to these kids. Yeah. The only thing I remember next is the song. Yeah. And Cause, again, cause, well, because he tells them like, oh yeah, you know, the thing is like, you know, anybody that actually sees it, uh, it kills them if it's talking about if you know they're talking about it. He's like, well then, how do we know what it looks like? It's like, oh, well because it, of of the song, because it sings a song about itself. And I heard the song. And then mom pipes in, um, no, but actually, um, it was my brother, your uncle, that heard the song. Um, hey mom, your improv game? Uh, a little shaky right there. What's this, uh, no but? 
Well, we know later that Uncle is coming, so I guess they want to get him involved before because he, yeah. he also loves lying to kids. I, he it's just some seem, power over them, be, you know. He seems to be okay with playing along, but he does seem confused by the whole situation, which is understandable. Wow, because it's insane. Haven't seen you guys in a while. Dad is much older than I thought he was. Um, so they they sing this song to the tune of Is it Oh Christmas Tree? No, it's uh, Oh Come All You Faithful, I believe. Yeah, and it's just a song about the grither. <clears throat> oh, I a grither. You cannot escape me, for pleading is useless, and so are your prayers. The grither is greedy for Is a poplar, but he can bend all the way over and touch the ground. He looks like a road map. His skin is very, very white, and all the blue and red veins show through. The, the, the blue is for fear, and the red is for rage. It's the sound of his wings. He can fly? Yeah. Though they I'll don't play, go I'll over all the characteristics, it's like, yeah, it's and the kids are confused even more. So yeah, he freaks them out, scares the kids again, and he's like, well, listen, it's fine. As long as we finish telling the story, um, it's fine. Um, you know, if we don't finish telling the story, then it will come and get us. But uh, once we start telling the story, oh yeah, because the little girl's scared. Step is scared. She's like, I don't want to hear any more of the story. He's like, oh, well, we have to finish the story. That's the only thing that'll stop it now, because it's on its way here to oh, get yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I don't buy to finish the story, otherwise it'll come. I'm like, hey, okay, so you are actively lying to your kids to scare them on Christmas Eve <laughs> instead of letting them watch Gumby, and now your your young child, again, very tiny child, like is like definitely scared, um, and is asking not to continue this. And you're saying, no, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Doubling down. Yeah. Like, insane. So, uh, yeah, then the phone rings, and Dad goes, and they're like, hey, no, no, finish the story first. Finish the story. He's like, oh, I got to go check his who's on the phone. And so Dad wanders off to the phone for, like, 12 hours, seemingly. And meanwhile, like, so, Mom, where is it now? Oh, right now it should be uh, flying over Washington, D.C. Getting closer. Cool. Great, love that. So dad finally comes back and um, Steph is like, hey, could you finish the damn story so the monster doesn't eat us now? Cause I am a small child. I'm like six and this is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so uh, then they start hearing noises outside again and uh, they're like, oh fuck, it's here, it's here. And then they start hearing the singing of the song. Oh, but it's actually, it's our uncle. Oh, dad was on the phone with him, teaching him the song so that he could come fuck with the kids. 
not not fuck the kids, but frighten the children yeah, with the singing them. The, the, the song of the, the rither. The whole phone call, the whole phone call thing was wild because we see hit we just see his mouth on the like near the phone speak uh, I guess microphone, and the only words we hear him say is yes, we'll all be here. And you're like, what the fuck, Dad? Uh, yeah. Like, this whole time, it's like, what is going on? Everything is insane. But Brad said, like he says, the sound happens, and then the uncle comes in, and it's like, haha, we got you. It's, it's not a creature that's coming to kill you. It was all an elaborate lie. When did it start? <laughs> oh, you'd like to know. Yeah, but the kids are still understandably confused. Yeah, and They're scared. Like, okay, you got us with the uncle thing. Okay, but what about the real Grither? When does the real Grither get here? You didn't finish the story. And they're like, kids, listen, I think it's time for the parents to go hang out in the kitchen. No, it's not, parents. It's time for you to parent and, like, stop with this weird game you're playing with your kids designed to terrify them on Christmas Eve instead of just letting them watch fucking Gumby. I mean, Gumby would have been more interesting. I mean, they would have. I mean, I, yeah. So dad has a moment with them and says, look, kids, do you believe in Santa Claus? No. Great. This creature is the same fucking thing. Adults will lie to you. They will take advantage of you. We are going to steal your innocence. And next time it may not be mom and dad. Next time (sighs) it could be any old fool in the street. And suddenly your lunch money's gone. Okay, but like even weirder than that, he's like, you know, Santa Claus is just a, it's a nice story. Yeah. But the and the Grither's just a nasty story. And then he rips up little stuff. She she made a little drawing of the the Grither. And he just rips up her drawing that she just made. (laughs) Like, I know she was scared and all. And you're like trying to prove a point that this isn't real. But, like, still don't rip up your child's drawing. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't like, do that. Why don't you rip up the piece of paper where you wrote the word the grither? Like, if you're going to rip up something dramatically, weird. So they're like, no big deal. And But he's also really laying it on thick. He's like, this is no more real than Santa Claus. And you don't believe in Santa Claus, do you? I'm like, these are very young kids. It, like... If, if, like, turned out that, like, Jimbo still believed in Santa Claus, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing. No, of like, course he's, not. He's, like, at the age, it's like, I don't know, it seems a little sketch that, like, he would, but, like, if he did, it would be like, all right, he's one of the older kids that still believes in Santa Claus. Fine. But she is very tiny. Yeah. I mean, and it was the 80s. They had no access to any knowledge other than what people told them, so they I... They have access to Gumby. There I you mean, go. How are they going to learn anything? And their parents are liars. I will say... Compulsive liars. It is weird because the uncle comes in and he tells a joke while dad's explaining this to it to mom. And this is where I'm more confused because the chemistry they have in just that second is more than her and dad ever have during this. And I know she's doing her best. Well, that's because they are like, you know, within the same age range, you know. And while they're playing brother and sister and you could see that, our minds are, there is no way that she's actually married to grandpa. (laughs) Is this really dad? Is everyone lying? Who knows? I mean, is this like a weird incest relationship? Mm. Then we're just like, just like, just dealing with the situation. There you go. Like, what's happening? Like, very strange. But yeah, he's like, oh, hey, I believed in the tooth fairy until I was 15, sis. (laughs) Hey, by the way, you know, if that old man's not doing it for you anymore uh how's about it stop go on we're gonna eat dinner sooner have whatever do whatever my present this year oh um (laughs) oh incest folgers commercial i miss you do they still play it i hope so yeah i hope so too but my present this year peter best part of waking up is folgers in your cup and incest (laughs) 
There is no such thing as a creature with basketballs for the size of hands, you stupid children. Nobody can be as tall as a poplar. <laughs> Which is such a weird phrase, because I'm like, I don't know how, like, I, I know poplar's a tree, but I couldn't tell you how tall a poplar was. No. Also, trees grow, so a, tr a poplar can, like, are we talking about the average size of a fully adult poplar? Or, I mean, uh, uh, it could be a new poplar. I don't know. What are we saying? I actually don't know. And I can't tell what a, a poplar tree is compared to another one. Yeah. I want to say they're not the tallest trees, but they're not the smallest. So yeah. maybe the I size feel, of a telephone pole, if not slightly larger. I feel like my larger. grandfather like, was growing some poplars. But again, he was growing, they were they were small at the time because he was just starting to grow them. They, they had not yet, uh, you know... Um, grown to full size when he planted them. So uh, maybe that's where I'm coming from because I think those were poplars, but I'm not sure. Again, I don't know trees because, you know, I'm not 100 years old. <laughs> we never had to learn tree shit. I mean, Dad was alive during the Great Depression. I mean, easily. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely he was. I did. I looked it up. He is very <laughs> old. So all this talk of, of getting the kids calmed down is broken because the door suddenly flies open and there is like an intense like gust Dad of wind. Dad was born in 1914. Holy shit. Yeah. He lived... Wow. Okay. Mom was born in 1953. <laughs> just, just, just really think about those numbers. Wow. I, I want to know their story. Um, I don't. It's gross. The door opens and everyone... Uncle is blown out of the room. Ah, he's blown into the side of the dining room. Mom can barely stand up. There is just a, a gust of wind pinning people to things. People have to, to stand up and fight the wind to get up and close the door. Yeah. They're like, oh I'm no, it's the grither. And they're like, there's no such thing as a grither. It's just the wind. Also, I love that like little Jimbo has to be the one to close the door because obviously old man dad can't do it. Uh, he might have broken a hip. We have no idea what's going on. He could be dead yeah. for all we know. He's been pushed over. Um, so, uh, then, all of a sudden, two hands crash through the windows. <laughs> two giant monster hands, uh, with, uh, red and blue veins, and grab mom and dad by the skull <laughs> and break their fucking necks. I mean, we knew a twist was coming, but I did not expect this at all. Yeah, seriously. Sister is screaming her head off. Yeah, because she's right in the middle of her two dead parents. Jimbo looks on in astonishment, amazement, just like, this is surreal. Mm -hmm. we, we hear the snap of the neck, the hands go in, uncle comes in and is also confused and terrified, and he's an adult. And then sister's about to say well, the uh, name of the creature. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, uncle's like, well, what the hell was that? And that's when uh, Steffa pipes in. It was the... And then brother says, Don't say its name, idiot. It's right outside. It wasn't Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 wild. Wild. I think brother... I think uncle's got to step it up. He's taking these kids in. And maybe it's for the best. I have no idea. Yeah. Mom and dad are dead, though. And that creature is real. Such That's, a crazy episode, guys. It's, I <sighs> when those hands burst through those windows, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like in an like the, again, we went through it, guys. There's not a normal moment in this episode. Not at all. But then that <laughs> happens, and it's just insane. 
I loved it. I thought this was a really great. Oh, this is yeah, this is absolutely wonderful choice. Great. Well selected. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a real goodie. Oh yeah, IMDb trivia. The only thing they mention is the thirty-eight year old age difference. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, okay. Between these two episodes, who won? Who lost? Oh, between the two? Yeah. Probably Dad, who now has a slave demon, won. Yeah. Yeah. Against slavery, but again, for all the reasons we mentioned, he can probably do some good in the world through this. I, demons are inherently evil in this weird universe. I, he wins. Maybe even his daughter wins the most because her dad now has this and she's any of that moral gray area. That's true. She's dissolved of, but still gets the perks from. Good point. Yeah, no, yeah. Daughter, yeah, I think daughter wins it. Um, Now, as for who loses, this is tough. It is. Because, I mean, it's really, because like all three of these people that witness this Grither situation are clearly losers, but like, okay, here's my thought. Here's, I'm working, I'm going to work through this. Okay. Um, Steph is the youngest. Maybe she'll be able to block it out. Yeah. But she was also the closest to the dead bodies of her parents. So there's that. Um, I feel like little Jimbo is just old enough. There's no way he's getting this out of his mind ever. This is going to be I with know. him forever. He's ruined for, he's, he's fucked up in a million different psychological ways. He might be able to handle it better. No, not, I uh, out of the two kids, I think he would be the one to block it just because of the expression on his face of just like with his mouth kind of open and the way mm-hmm. that he's like barely interacting. I mean, he could go either way. It's either he yeah, is going to be true. scarred for life in a way that he will never be able to like function mm-hmm. or he'll just block it out. Like, all right, I had parents one time. Don't remember what happened to him. But she was close enough to hear the crunch and see it. I mean, I think they were all—they were all close. They all heard that crunch. That's the. I mean, thing. how could you not? Yeah, I, I, I and I, I, I don't know. I think because I, I, I think she's like six. I feel like you can, you could block that out and forget. Most people don't remember anything from that time, that yeah. age. Whereas he's like nine, I would say. So I feel like yeah, he's gonna. He's this not, is a core memory. But there's also this uncle who clearly now has custody of these children. So first of all, he saw this. Mm-hmm. He knows this is real. He now has to raise these children. He also has to help them deal with this. He also has to find a way to be like, kids, I know what we saw, but we can never tell anyone what the fuck happened because no one's gonna believe us. We'll also, also invite the creature. Yeah, all, yeah. also, we obviously we can't say it because we don't want to invite that thing back. But also, like, I'm probably gonna have to, like, come up with a lie that we can tell the cops when they come to investigate the murder. Yeah. Because no one's going to... The odds of him not going to jail are very slim. Yeah. Other than the fact that I guess an autopsy would show that, hey, someone's head was like... There's Grithered. no way a human it did got this. It got, it got, you know what, crushed by a large creature with basketball-sized hands. These hands are way bigger than a fucking basketball. Yeah. Like, the yeah. palm is, like, three basketball. Like, come on. This is a big thing. And I <sighs> love that it just reaches two arms in, does its thing, and then just leaves. Yeah. That is terror. That is... Look, I had to fly all the way from the North Pole for fucking this. Also, the fact this thing lives in a ship that got stuck in a cave in the North Pole and hates when people talk about it because it's the only one and thinks it's special. So it doesn't it want people talking. It. it knows it's special. But it and it hates the cold. What is the story of this creature? I mean, I know it's just some parents lying, but also it's been manifested into reality somehow now through some Michu Kaku bullshit or something. I don't know what is going on i mean you do have to ask the question 
Were the pa- did the parents lie, bring this thing into reality through the magic of Christmas or whatever? I have no idea. Mm. Or did it exist and they chose to tell the story because they were just absolutely what stupid were? I mean, were they just like, "Ooh, this will be a fun thing to say"? Like, I don't understand the realities of this world. Yeah, no, and all bets are off. I have no idea. Like, with a lot of these, it's like you know, there's a morality play. It's you know, yeah. Like with that other one, it was like, ah, uh, this this you know, this little demon. Like, oh yeah, this guy. It was trying to fuck with this guy, and this guy uh, was actually fucking with it. So it's a there's a bit of a twist there. This story, it's like there's these weird parents that are lying to their kids for some reason, and I guess the payoff is the monster is real and it kills the parents. So is it like don't lie to your kids? Is that what we're doing? What's, is it don't is lie to them about Santa Claus? What is like this, I don't. What is this story about? Careful the lies you tell to your kids. It could kill you and traumatize them forever. Which it isn't a bad message, neck. honestly. Yeah. I mean, is that not what religion does to a lot of it? Organized religion mm-hmm. or all mm-hmm. religions? Mm-hmm. Just like, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. there's some imaginary creature that's going to punish you if you do bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Very weird. But fun. Fun as Love hell. It. I Love so it. So Uncle loses the most. Yeah, I think he's not gonna so. forget this. Yeah, yeah. He's got these kids. He's gonna be hassled by the police for a long time. They'll eventually be like, Okay, I don't know how you did this, but you got away with it. Also, when the cops start investigating this whole family dynamic, like what's with this thirty eight year old age gap situation? Very weird. Immediately get the paper with the name of the creature on it and destroy it. Rip yeah. it up like dad we, did when we he was alive. We need to do a DNA test on these kids because, like, I just refuse to believe this 70-year-old man's sperm was able to produce children. I mean, well, they were probably conceived when he was, well, no, you're right. He's 60. It is late yeah. 60s, Alex. <laughs> the way the train falls off and catches on fire in the house is also... Yeah. Also, again, what's up with that porridge slash mashed potatoes? And why wasn't that child allowed to finish his meal? It's a burden that only the uncle will bear. These two kids, worst case, and maybe best case, child protective surgery, like just like they go into foster homes, better shot than than what they had, maybe. Uh, Who knows? Literally anything's better than what they had because their family, their parents were insane. Um, Driven crazy by this um, horror that they can't outrun. Winners and losers. Indeed. Oh no, all my good little omnivores done ran away. What? What was that? Was it, was it Santa Claus? No, 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 no. Christmas is already over. Oh, I bet it's a ghost. I bet it's a ghost. Oh, I'm not a ghost. What? I'm the hider in the floor. Oh my god, I didn't know we had a hider in the floor. I've never had a friend for the holidays before. Gosh, it's a real holiday miracle. Sorry, I, I didn't bring a gift. I wasn't sure. I. You want a toothbrush? Oh, oh I, I've been looking for their toothbrush. I took it. A very Hyder holiday special on the Ramjack Nights Network. Brad, there is a new um, engine behind Bard, which is Google's. Uh, generative language model 
And to test it out, I decided to prompt it with with things that we've talked about during this episode. Okay. And told it, hey, can you write a short story to see how the new language model would work with we when we throw something at it. We've done this before, but now that it's running on Gemini, I, I was curious. So, Brad, would you do us the favor? It's, it's really short. It's only like seven paragraphs, maybe, maybe eight. Yeah, sure. Would you mind telling us this tale, this holiday-themed tale? Sure. I don't like how much my name's in here. Uh, why don't you read this? Oh, I can read it? Yeah. It has no title. And it didn't say what it normally does, which is like, sure, here, let me let me give it a try. It just straight up told me the story. Brad, podcaster extraordinaire of Weird Wednesday with Brad, mm. <laughs> stared despondently into his mug of tepid herbal tea. Mm. It was winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong already. One of the shortest days. And the festive cheer. I mean, I guess it's the shortest day of the year, but like, it's not really how that works. Well, the shortest amount of daylight in yeah. the year for the Northern Hemisphere. And the festive cheer, so prevalent in previous broadcasts, had curdled in existential dread. Oh. Alex. Alex, co-host, where's the magic? He croaked, his voice <laughs> tinged with despair. <laughs> Wait, okay, I'll, I will read my own lines as me. Okay. Across the soundboard. Alex, Alex Alex, co-host, where's the magic? Across the soundboard, Alex, hair askew and eyes brimming <laughs> uh, with unshed tears, uh, dabbed at crumpled paper. My cat ate the solstice snowman, the gingerbread one, and there's no milk. Apparently, extraterrestrial deliveries have been, uh, don't operate on pagan holidays. Brad groaned. Remembering the frantic online IT chat thread about the sudden worldwide dairy vacuum. Suddenly, a voice boomed from Brad's headset. Can you do his voice too? Sure. Yo, terrestrial life forms, it's your boy, Vivek Ramaswamy, interstellar pickle purveyor extraordinaire. Got any spare batteries for lactose powered spaceships? Brad and Alex blinked. <laughs> This wasn't on the schedule. Oh, if we only had a schedule. <laughs> a moment later, Vivek materialized in the studio. A shimmering turquoise glow outlined his basketball-sized hands, clutching a colossal pickle jar. Look, I need juice, y'all. He, uh, he chuckled, his voice deep and gravelly. Otherwise, I'm stuck here until the spring equinox. And trust me, a North Dakota winter is no picnic. See ya on the trail. No pickle nick. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought that was just a typo. Vivek, oh, no. You son of a bitch. With Vivek's oh, impromptu. Oh, no, no, read All it right, again. go back, go back. I need another line, please. Take two. Look, I need juice, y'all. Otherwise, I'm stuck here until the spring equinox. And trust me, a North Dakota winter is no pickle nick. Also, Nikki Haley's daughter is on TikTok. <laughs> the way that he held up that sign, what did it say on it? Something with oh, her God. equals something is very uh, gither like or grither. Seriously. <laughs> With Vivek's impromptu appearance, chaos took hold. Truth. The awkward white elephant gift exchange. Was that what was happening during the Christmas pageant? <laughs> Devolved into a rap battle between Vivek and a surprisingly talented pickle salesman, who also apparently appeared. I thought he was the pickle salesman. Hello. Brad, fueled by adrenaline and a surge of holiday spirit, launched into a passionate monologue about the resilience of human traditions, Doctor Who, and the Salem witch trials, somehow woven seamlessly into the tapestry. 
care to give us any of that? It's not written, but I, you know what? Take some uh, time. Oh, these uh, summon, and thus, uh, as the doctor hath said, <laughs> it was his name. It is Doctor my Who. Name. <laughs> By the time the 64 count crayon tin exploded into a kaleidoscope of color, painting the studio by in a rainbow time? glow. <laughs> oh, by that! Oh, it's it's crayon explode clock. <laughs> Brad and Alex found themselves laughing, truly laughing, for the first time that day. Maybe the solstice wasn't about gingerbread snowmen or perfect deliveries. Maybe it was about embracing the unexpected, finding joy in the weird, and celebrating the sheer, ridiculous, wonderful mess of existence. Which isn't that what Ramjack is, Brad? <laughs> yes, and I think it took Vivek Ramaswani to yo, yo, yo. finally make us realize that. It wasn't no pickle, Nick. Get the fuck out of our studios. Shut up. <laughs> and turn off your microphone when you're pissing, fucking weirdo. Also, what's up with this, your head? Why does your head look like that? <laughs> Catch you on that trail. Hey, I'll see ya up on that trail. As the sun peeked over the horizon, casting the studio in a soft golden light, Brad turned to Alex and winked. Next year, oh boy, next year we're building a Solstice Pickle spaceship. You in? Alex grinned, eyes sparkling. Wouldn't miss it for the world, co-host. Are we gonna fuck? <laughs> After all, a Solstice without pickles is no Solstice at all. I mean, that could... I, okay. And so, on the shortest day, arguably, amidst the absurdity and laughter, Brad and Alex discovered the true magic of the winter solstice, the endearing power of connection, even in the face of extraterrestrial pickle emergencies. And they fucked? Weird. Without pickles, it's no solstice at all. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Whoa, 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 bait bard, bard, Check out chill. Check the solstice pickle. <laughs> bard, chill out, okay? I mean, I think it did, I think it wove a tell better. It didn't repeat itself as much. I mean, it mm -hmm. did inject a pickle salesman twice. <laughs> That's true. And there was something else it just kind of threw in there randomly, but I mean, eh. Interesting, interesting. I mean, it's out there. Yeah, yeah. If you would like to get at Ramjack and tell us the stories that any AI is telling you. Mm-hmm. Let us know. We'll try to read them on air. Who knows? There's wonderful ways to do that. There's many ways you can get at us. Three men died on Christmas Eve. I wonder if it was by a, by a griller. Um, <clears throat> and were met by St. Peter at the pearly gates. In honor of this holy season, St. Peter said, you must each possess something that symbolizes Christmas to get into heaven. Oh, what a fucking dick. <laughs> The first man fumbled through his pockets and pulled out a lighter. He flicked, he flicked it on. It represents a candle, he said. You may pass through the pearly gates, St. Peter said. The second man reached into his pocket and pulled out a set of keys. He shook them and said, they're bells. St. <laughs> Peter said, you may pass through the pearly gates. The third man searched desperately through his pockets and finally pulled out a pair of women's panties. St. Peter looked at the man with a raised eyebrow and asked, And just what do these symbolize? The man replied, These are carols. And so the Christmas season begins. Wow. Bum, ba, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Jehovah'sWitness.com Christmas joke. Yee. Wild. First of all, just the premise of like, hey, it's Christmas, so you have to bring us something that that's about Christmas that you happen to have been on your person when you died. I mean, this sounds like it's a uh, Tales from the Dark Side episode premise, easily. Seriously. 
Thank you so much for being with us today on the Solstice Mary episode. Ramjackpodcast.com, Facebook group, YouTube channel. We're out there. Figure it out and tell us about what's going on in your holiday lives. See us on the trail. I'll see you on the trail. And guys, you know, sometimes we we have to listen to uh to uh, to we have to listen to our conscience. We have to listen to that 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 little voice inside our head. You know, whatever it's telling us. If it's telling us, hey, you know, maybe um maybe stop buying fish if they keep boiling, or if it says, uh, hey, don't put uh, a VR headset on on a pest. Um, or maybe just maybe, especially during this holiday season, if there is a screaming voice, a voice that's warning you, that's saying this is wrong and shouldn't be allowed and should probably be criminal, then maybe just maybe you need to rethink your relationship and get rid of this inappropriate age can't be doing this what is it is this, is this quantum leap what are we talking about here very weird. easily one of the biggest age gaps in a relationship in all of fiction that i've ever seen well you're not you're not, you're not watching the new quantum leap then because um <laughs> is there something i guess well does that count if your consciousness oh, is from the future and you go well, here, here alex here's a, here's a question um what if it's inappropriate on both sides how uh, well, because she is in, uh, she's in the 1950s, which makes her like 90 years old. Um, is she 90 in the 50s? No, she would be 90 like now. Okay. Um, or actually she'd be like 100 now. Um, but he is in the body of an old man. So. Oh, fuck. I mean. So and she's falling in love with the man that's actually him who's around yeah. her age maybe yeah 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 in yeah, the body yeah. of an old man but in the body of an old man who dr hank mccoy nonetheless oh wow mm-hmm. yeah kelsey Kramer. no <laughs> just dr hank mccoy <laughs> weird weird choice for a character name but are you serious you gotta watch this show friend it's a it's a it's a wild one uh huh huh mm-hmm. mm. yeah Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. While the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Ding dong merrily on high, in heaven the bells are ringing. Ding dong verily the sky is written with angels singing. Gloria! I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? And what was in the ships all three on Christmas Day in the new boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood he's there just to take good care of me like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights and I sing I want, I want Charles in charge of... Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel When a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel 
Streaks on the china never mattered before. Who cares? When you drop kick your jacket as you came through the door, no one glared. But sometimes things get turned around and no one spared. All hands look out below. There's a change in the status quo. Gonna need all the help that we can get. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live the holly and the ivy when they're both full grown. Of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly bears the crown. I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow, and it's all up to me how far I go. I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow. I've never seen such a view before. A new world before my eyes. So much for me to explore. It's where my future lies. Today I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. From here the future looks bright for me. And it's all up to me how far I go. It's my time to break away. I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Once again as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us once more. Someday soon we all will be together, if the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little... Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. We've been good, but we can't last. Hurry, Christmas, hurry fast. Wanna play the loop, the loop. Me, I wanna hula hoop. We can hardly stand the wait. Please, Christmas, don't be. Even or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just up on the housetop. Reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Down through the chimney with lots of toys. All for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with old Saint Nick.
Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. Fa la 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 la. Sir, I wanna buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Merrily, merrily, now we go. Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling through the snow. Christmas bells are ringing. Joyous voices, sweet and clear. Sing the sound of hearts to cheer. Ding dong, ding dong. Christmas bells are ringing. Dinosaurs. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to Denver, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. Denver, the last dinosaur, shows me a world I never knew before. Star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's gonna stand in my way. This is flame in my heart, and a long lost friend gives every dark street a light at the end. Standing tall on the wings of my dream Arise and fall on the wings of my dream The rain and thunder, the wind and haze I'm bound for better days It's my life, it's my dream Nothing's gonna stop me now Happy Holidays Happy Holidays May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to 